This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Alan and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we try to unpack our experience to help designers and businesses understand how to create amazing design and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from Studio One Design, and here's my co-host, Alan from Pixel Partners. How are you, buddy? I am awesome, Greg. I am like over the moon. Couldn't, why? Why? Couldn't why? be more excited. Why is that, man? Uh, look, just lots of fun things going on, but I don't cool. want to just detract from uh, what we are about to get into, which <laughs> is part four it is. of our six-part series where we discuss the six principles of influence in website design. So... Greg's been going through this, discussing one of each of the six principles in each episode. If you didn't catch the first episodes, go back to therealmagic.com and have a listen because they are very powerful and it does influence people to take action on your website, whatever the action is that you want to be. So, uh, Greg, should we uh, just run through what we've been through and then get into this one? Yeah, cool, man. Absolutely. All right. So in the first episode, we'll just run through these briefly, but we discussed reciprocity. So we showed you how giving away as much free quality content as possible on your website, subconsciously influence people to give back to you. In the second episode, we discussed authority and explained how displaying that you're an authority in your niche on your website through quality content and other credible elements um, influences people to take action because they are far more likely to trust a credible, knowledgeable expert. And in the third episode, we discussed consistency and showed that by using consistency across everything that you do in your online presence, from the look and feel to the colors, the call to action button, button colors, etc., the frequency and all that sort of good stuff, you'll be more memorable because people as humans are wired to recognize patterns and over time you'll be trusted more if you're consistent. So today in part four of this six part series, we're covering likability and in part five, we'll do scarcity and part six is the final part consensus. So listener, what we've realized after designing hundreds of websites is that websites that get the best results are those that use the power of psychology in website design to influence people to take action. So we're going to talk about the fifth principle of influence, likability. So Al, do you have any comments so far, buddy? Yeah. Is likability a real word? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You've coined your own term. <laughs> it, it is actually in the dictionary. I looked it up, man. <laughs> oh, cool. Now, look, I'm excited. I, I like this one. I mean, it's, it's something that um, people forget. You know, we're dealing with people. So Greg, what is likability? What is likability? Great question, Al. So likability is simply a measure of how much people like you. So you want to use your website and online presence as a tool to influence people to like you. So the goal with your website is to build trust. And obviously, you know, the reason you want to build trust is that people buy from you. So by using likability across everything you do online will inevitably mean, inevitably mean that people will trust you more. So we have many ways to use likability on a website, which you know, we'll share shortly. But Al, do you have any comments or questions so far, mate? Look, I think um, it's funny because there are some businesses, services, products that people, no matter how much you try, don't like having to do it. Sure. Right? So, you know, like that's like paying taxes. No one likes having to pay taxes. So I think there's a very fine line too, depending on the industry you're in. Sometimes it's not just a matter of how much people like your service, mm-hmm. right? 
It might be making them not dislike your service and like you personally so that that bridges the gap. So, yeah, no, I'm excited about this. Keep going. All right. So, why use likability? I mean, the main reason is, you know, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. It's very unlikely that someone will buy from you straight away, especially if they're cold traffic. So, you have to use your website as a marketing tool to interact with your prospects, um, get them in your funnel, and then over time, you'll increase the likability, you know, by interacting with your prospects. And then you're much more likely to have people feel comfortable with taking action on your website and, you know, eventually buying from you. So how to use likability on your website? So like we said before, there, there are many ways and here's just a few and I'm going to give some examples as well. So number one is use video and I'm talking face to camera video if you game enough. <laughs> I know it can be quite daunting, but that's, you know, a, a key way to get people to know what you look like, understand your body language, just the way you speak, etc. And so to give an example, like we recently updated our website and we've used videos on pretty much all of the, the main pages. And, you know, I get people on calls, uh, sorry, like prospects on calls after they've seen my videos and they say, I feel like I know you already because they've watched the videos on my site. So yeah, it's just a really good, you know, sort of intro to, to get people to understand what you're all about. Definitely. Look, I know not everybody wants to get in front of a camera to do the video, but there are alternatives. You know, you could have your staff do it. You could have, you could pay somebody like a professional to to represent you uh, and be the image of your business. So it doesn't have to be as scary as you might think. But look, let me say too, even if you don't do a face to camera, if you do like a slide deck style video, at least at minimum, have your photo at the beginning and at the end. Yeah, I agree. Of the actual uh, presentation. Yeah. Because I think, you know, recognising somebody by face goes a long way, especially in these days of, you know, social media and Facebook where people are accustomed to being able to see who you are. Absolutely. And, you know, you could use just a a slide share style video with your voice over um, so people at least get to hear your voice. Uh, But look, at the same time, it depends on the size of your business and, you know, you might not want your business to rely on you personally. So as long as by using video, you know, the purpose of it is to get the prospect to like your business. So, um, yeah, you you know, you can have many ways of of getting people to like you. It might just be from the images within the video uh, to the messaging. As long as it's all benefit-driven and they feel comfortable with, you know, the overall message, I think using video is a powerful way to get people to like you. Mm, Definitely. Cool, man. So another thing, like on your about page, I would definitely have an about page for a start. Uh, It's one of the most popular pages on a website and that's where you should have a photo of yourself and and potentially a team um, and really try to show your true colors on the about page, you know, in the copy that you use. So make it all about how you can help your prospects, of course, but express your values and what you're passionate about and even go down to, to what you don't like. Um, But yeah, really express who you are on your about page. Next we have, you want to have your whole website designed with your customers' needs in mind. So make it all about them. Um, You can do that through your copy and through your images. Um, You can tell them that you're here to help them in the video even. Um, Just ideally you want it to be all about your prospects because that's all they care about, what's in it for them. 
So, you know, the more you can do that as well, the more they'll like you if it's all about them, as opposed to you see these websites uh, that it's all about the, the, the website or the business owner. And there's actually a, a test you can do to, to read all the copy on your site and count the amount of times you've written the words like I, me or us versus the amount of times you've written words that relate to your customer and if you've got more words that relate to your own business versus your customer then you need to have your copy rewritten yeah look uh what does our friend john logar say you know it's we do this we do that there just you go. we yeah. we we weeing all over yourself <laughs> exactly exactly um another thing you can do is just make your site easy to use and easy to navigate i mean that, you know, in general will get people to like your site more. If it's really, um, you know, hard to navigate and you've got stuff all over the place, they're immediately going to think, I don't like this website. So, like, we updated our website and um, we had more information to it. We added heaps more information to it, actually. But we organized in a way that was more user-friendly and made the homepage like a gateway to get to our content. So, it was really well organized. Um, and that's increased our inquiries and conversions tenfold compared to the old design. So, yeah, just really keep it simple to, to navigate and easy to use. Improve the readability by having, like, for instance, just by having thinner paragraphs. There's actually a site out there where you can put in your your paragraph and you know your font size, and it'll pick the perfect pixel width of what that paragraph should be. And I can't think of it right now, but when I do, I'll pop it in the show notes for this episode. But um, yeah, it, it can really help the readability if you've got big slabs of text. So, I mean, also try to keep those paragraphs, um, you know, in smaller chunks, have, have gap. Um, it's a bit different to, to when you're reading in a book or in a newspaper. On a website, people really just like to scan headlines and um, and then once they, you know, they, they resonate with the headline, then they'll go deeper into the paragraphs. But if those paragraphs look really boring and they're just big, big chunks of text, um, you know, they'll be less likely to read it. So just break it up more if you can. Also have your font, you know, look at your font size, depend on your, your target audience. But, you know, if they're uh, anything over, say, 30 or 40 or, you know, their eyesight's not the best, um, you might want to increase the font size overall. I think a minimum font size these days that I'm seeing on, on websites is like 16 to 18. Wow, you, that's huge. It is, yeah. And, you know, if you go back even, say, two or three years, the minimum was about 14. So, yeah, I think uh, it does make it easier to read with a, a larger font, even if you don't have, you know, poor eyesight. Another thing you want to do in your blog post is obviously give as much valuable free content as prop as possible. Like we discussed reciprocity in a previous episode. Uh, but, yeah, that's really you know, you're going to get your prospects to like you more by giving away more valuable content. And you want to interact with your prospects on social media um, or the commenting system on your site. So, I mean, I mentioned before, don't be afraid to put your personality out there um, and speak up when you don't like something. You don't want to offend people, but you do want people to know that you're passionate about something and, and, you know, why you like and dislike things. I can think of a good example, Gary Vaynerchuk. So, you know, he's very vocal with voice and his opinion and a lot of people don't like him, but he has a huge tribe of people that do follow him and, you know, they'll pretty much buy anything that he puts out. And then I can think of another example. So Kevin Rogers, which who we've had on this on this podcast recently, he's, he's a great example of the way he uses 
his his personality in his blog uh, not blog but yeah blog posts but also his social media like for instance um <laughs> on his facebook page he will just randomly be singing in his car and he'll share that with his um you know with his facebook fans and you know he gets a really good engagement when when you just let your personality out there and he is a stand-up comedian so he's a funny guy but um yeah if you can try and interact with your with your prospects can I just say something on that too? Like even simple things like saying thank you when yeah. somebody does post a comment. Like there's so many sites that I see that have great comments on the blog post and um, there's no, you know, return comment from the the company or from the person who put the post up in the first place. So, you know, it's not always about putting on a show, but, you know, just – if somebody gives you a great comment and you were standing there face to face, you wouldn't just walk away. You'd say thank you and, and they'd feel yeah. uh, uh, gratitude for that. And I think, you know, one of the key things of being liked person to person is being able to listen. And that, you know, online that's harder to do. But the way to show that you are listening is to, you know, give a reply. You know, either way, whether it's a good comment, a bad comment, whatever it is, give a reply and say, I appreciate your comment. Uh, couldn't agree more, man. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I've, I've, you know, I've got in my list is to listen. So, um, yeah, really listen to your clients. Like, I'll get to it in a sec, but um, basically, when you're on a call with them, you want to listen to them as much as possible because after you're all, the, you're, you know, you're there to solve their problems. But yeah, social media as well. Definitely interact as much as you can, and and yeah, let them know that you're listening for sure, man. But listening's um, a, a super important one, and I mean, this goes online and offline. I don't know if we have time for this, but I've got a little story for you. Can I stick a little yeah, story yeah, yeah. in here, Greg? Absolutely, buddy. All right. Now, all our listeners know that, that we're Apple fanboys, <laughs> right? And, I mean, I, I was thinking about it. I mean, I've been using Apple computers for well over 30 years. So I've seen them through all iterations of their business. You know, great in the early days, the time when Steve Jobs wasn't there, and then back again. And, um, you know, I love the Genius Bar. I think it's just a great concept. You can go in and you can get something sorted out there and then on the spot. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last two times I've had to go into the Genius Bar, I have had to go in with more than one device. You know, so I had a shattered screen on an iPhone. I had a shattered screen on an iPad and I had a laptop that needed a repair. Right now, their website doesn't give you the option to book three uh, uh, simultaneous appointments for three okay. devices. You have to book three separate appointments. Now, I know that all one, each one of those three items is very easy to resolve. So I just booked one appointment. Yet when I got there, I kept getting told, "No, we can't do it. No, we can't help you." I spoke to the guy checking me in. I spoke to the manager and the guy serving me and all three of them came up with every excuse why they couldn't instead of the first thing they're saying is yes i'm listening to what you've said i can see your problem you can't book in three multiple appointments at the same time mm -hmm. let me see what i can do for you and ironically enough the guy at the front checking me in said couldn't be done and i'd have to wait four or five hours for another spot oh really the manager said it couldn't be done i'd have to wait a minimum of three hours for another spot but the guy that was serving me at the genius bar said don't worry, I understand your problem. Let me see what I can do. Yeah, cool, man. And lo yeah. and behold, he got all three devices serviced in about 25 minutes, which was great. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I love But so it. listening is important. You know, even if your processes or protocols say you can't help, listen and tell people that you're going to make an effort to see what can be done. 
Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you know, we have, we have a sales funnel. So I mean, essentially, if somebody gets on a call with me, like a prospect or, or a client, either way, the first thing I do is just ask questions about them personally, and I just listen and just see where that that conversation is going to take them before we get into all the nitty gritty of the you know, of, of the point of being there, but, um, yeah, really listen. And then, and, and just, you know, for instance, I like to give a compliment, you know, I'll pick one thing that I truly believe based on what they're saying, or it might be based on, on their website and paying compliments to people as well will help them like you. So yeah, I think listening is a huge part of it and paying compliments as well. I mean, they're, they're pretty much more relaxed if um, if you've never met them before and you pay them a compliment. They just know that the conversation for that point is going to be easier for them. Definitely. Yeah, cool. So, um, but also what I like to do if people are in our sales funnel is use random acts of kindness. Um, so, for in- instance, like on our thank you page, they, they might have just opted in for a free ebook. So... Um, on our thank you page, I just have a face to camera video thanking them. And, you know, that's a little bit unexpected rather than just having a little bit of text there. And we also give them a, a little bonus as well. So, you know, that's totally unexpected. I think that's great. That's great. Do something unexpected. I mean, Greg, you know that I do that with Creative Profit Academy. I mean, on if yeah. somebody registers for a webinar, what I do is I, on the thank you page, thank them for coming to the webinar, let them know what's going to happen next, and then give them the opportunity to be the first to be notified when early bird tickets are available for my live events mm-hmm. so that they can get the discounted tickets, you know. So nice. it's not like I'm giving them um, a guaranteed discount. They still have to, you know, get the early bird tickets, but they're the only ones that are going to know before everybody else that the early bird tickets are available. Yeah, excellent. I love the way also that in that sales funnel, because I've been through it because I actually want to, you know, be on your webinar, is you use face-to-camera videos and people really get to know, you know, your personality and uh, just everything you've done in that funnel. You've got that human element, that human touch element in there. And uh, I think as a result, you'll be more likable. Actually, it's funny because um, somebody told me that that those videos, and I do have to re-record them, don't have the vibrance that I have at an event or on the podcast. And honestly, I was actually having a pretty bad couple of days when I recorded those videos. (laughs) So uh, I've watched them back since and go, oh, my goodness, maybe I am just a little bit flat. Not all the videos. It's just a couple there. that. So if anybody sees those and I look a bit flat, sorry, I was having an off day. Well, I thought they were quite good, but it's also minimum viable product and it didn't stop you from putting it out, which I really liked. But it's hard when you're trying to remember what you have to say. You're probably concentrating more on that than having your real personality come through. Yeah, true, true. All right, so what do we got next? Sorry, I man, we went off on all these tangents. No, that's all good. So we're talking about sales funnel and that's how we got onto the, you know, your your profit academy. And so another thing I would say is like, you know, in your email autoresponder sequence, if somebody just jumps on your list, you know, you might offer something randomly as well. That might be your time. Or, you know, I mean, there's a million things you could do, but I like to just have a, a, a free uh, 15 minute call f- further down the sequence. Uh, I know that people are, uh, you know, semi serious because they've hung in and they haven't opted out for that period of time. So, yeah, just, you know, put some random acts of kindness in there or, or do things to, to get people to like you more. Another thing I would definitely encourage to put on your website is a chat window. And most people 
think that a chat window is it takes up a lot of time probably depends on the on the volume of traffic that you get to your site but i find it's quite easy you just have it on in the background and you know if you hear a ting you jump on and and you'd have a chat to someone but you know that to me is a place where prospects are reaching out and you want to be as as helpful um, and as friendly as possible because i mean ultimately you want to help them solve their problem and that's why they've reached out so that's a really powerful place to to you know increase your likability yeah definitely look i i I gotta admit i fear the chat window a little bit i always think it's got to be manned 24 7 or but it doesn't really it's only on when you're there i mean you it's available people can leave you a message but you know you can you can definitely make it work for just about any size business can't you yeah absolutely absolutely and you know like people might be scared to reach out on something like that it depends how much you know they like your site for a start i mean another thing you can do on your site is use social proof which we'll get into you know in in part six on the episode of consensus but you know essentially people are more likely to like you if others do so you know they'd be more inclined to jump on the chat window for instance if they can see that you've got a lot of um, testimonials and social proof and and really proven that your stuff works you know what though i've got to say that i have having a live chat function has actually become one of my parameters of selecting service providers today Ah, i love i love live chat i think it's easier than picking look i don't mind if i have to wait 10 minutes to get on the live chat because Mm -hmm. i can just have it open on a window next to me and i'd rather be waiting there than waiting on hold on the phone yeah and you know if you've got a question you can get it answered really really quickly and i think there is a growing trend that you know having that available during business hours is going to help people like you more just knowing that there is somebody there to ask a question to look i got to say and uh, have you experimented much with these uh, live chats that actually pop up and say hey i'm here if you want to talk to me uh yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah I, I don't know about those i find those a little intrusive i feel like it's you know if you're in a shop and you're browsing having the um the shop attendant stalking you? Yeah, it depends. Like it does. Well, it probably depends on the website, but it really does increase conversions. We, you know, we've tested on our site where we kind of interrupt them. <laughs> so it depends. Like if they're on a on a sales page, for instance, then yeah, we'll have it pop up and interrupt them. Look, they might ignore it, but it could start a, a conversation. It could lead to a sale. But you know, if people don't respond to it, then you would just leave it alone. You wouldn't reach out again. Mm, yeah, no, that's interesting. Which is kind of like in store, you know, someone will say, hi, can I help you? You know, if you say, no, I'm just browsing, they should leave you alone. They shouldn't come back again. Yeah, true. I think, yeah, maybe you're right. Look, that's interesting. I I think it just, to me, I like the chat window. I can see it. It's obviously there. Um, And I just think that having that thing pop up, it it must work because a lot of people are using it. Mm. But like I said, it doesn't. I don't know. I'd have. I haven't tested it on my sites, so I can't comment. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that's why I was asking you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Test, test everything. You know, that's what we encourage with uh, your entire website. Try this, try that, and every website's different, so you don't know what's going to work for for your industry and your prospects. So, yeah, definitely add a chat window. There's heaps out there, and um, they're cheap. They might be like ten dollars a month or twenty dollars a month. So it's well worth the, the small investment. 
Another thing you could do, and this is the last thing I've got in, on this topic, so um, you want to speed up your website. You know, it's less frustrating for your visitors if it's a fast site, and they really don't want to stick around if it's too slow. Like, they'll just close the window down before, uh, before the page loads. So Can't people just read faster? <laughs> well, they could indeed, but it's we're talking about the the page load time. You know, some people have the the sites hosted on really slow, crappy, cheap um, website hosting, and yeah, it, it can be detrimental to your website. So, you know, people will get frustrated with that. So, if you want them to like, you know, being on your website, have it fast, and you know, you don't need to pay that much for for good hosting these days to have your site at a reasonable speed. Um, you know, like $30 a month, something like that. Not, not, not even, honestly. I mean, you can get something like, you know, a managed, if you've got WordPress, you can get managed WordPress hosting that is very fast for $10 a month-ish, up to $20 a month, you know, something like WP Engine or Netricom or something like that. So, and also too, you know, this is not just about your website. You, you talked about face-to-camera video before, right? Mm-hmm. I have a real bugbear where people um, use slow, clunky video players. So their website is great. It's nice and fast. You know, it loads quickly. Yet I click play on a video and the video doesn't buffer properly or, you know, it, it, uh, it plays the first three seconds and then stops. You know, mm-hmm. So use good quality video hosting, whether it be YouTube, whether it be Wistia, Wistia yeah. um, or, or any high quality video hosting service. And, and, and your other assets, if you've got things like downloads and stuff like that, please don't put those download PDFs on your own hosting because yeah. all that's going to do is slow down your whole site. Put it on some on a service like Amazon, one of the yeah Amazon uh, CloudFront or S3, where it delivers that content really quickly. So you know, really think that out. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just to give you an example, like we did a um, a website redesign for. Uh, a client that has a lot of visitors to a site and it was really slow and she had it on some pretty crappy hosting. So what we did after redesign, it was kind of more image heavy uh, and it really, you know, sort of was designed around her personality and the frustrations her visitors had last time was that, yes, they really liked her, but um, they didn't like using her website. So by redesigning it to make it more about her personality and put it on much faster hosting, she increased her, her conversions tenfold. So without, you know, I can't go into the figures, but um, yeah, it's certainly something that I would highly recommend that you do, you know, invest in, in faster hosting. So let's summarize. What are the key things that, that uh, we've got to do for likability? Likeability, just really um, do whatever you can. It, like, there's many ways, as we just mentioned, but whatever you're not doing out of that list, just try it. And um, you know, uh, the goal is to get people to like you. So, you know, if you just, for instance, put a, a phone number or a chat window, or just find or, or your your um, Facebook or whatever it is, just find ways to interact with your clients and you know, uh, be likable and give compliments and and definitely listen. Yeah, look, I think what it comes down to is, you know, treat people the way you'd like to be treated, yeah. you know, like have the, the, the videos, right? Now, whether it's face the camera or you could put a face or a personality to it, 
try and do that because I'm sure that you would feel better if you saw that than just, you know, a bunch of text and product images, you know. Have two-way conversations, be grateful, thank people, and then make everything easy. I mean, think about all your own bugbears online and make sure your site doesn't have it. I mean, one of my one of my biggest gripes is clients who insist on building a site a certain way because that's what everybody else is doing. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean everybody else is doing it right, you know. So mm. inject that personality, that caring, and and make it so that you're loading up on the likability factors. You know, you're making yeah. likability deposits because they each one of those builds up. And and just don't forget too that this whole likability thing, it's it's kind of a strange balancing act. You know, you can have scenarios where people like 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 you. They they you know they <coughs> like everything about you. And you just said it. And then one thing, one critical factor can blow all that hard work, you know. Mm. So like that that case study you just said where people love the person, they love the personality, they love the brand, yet they hated work going to the website. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. So you definitely got to think about is there one critical thing that you've missed that could be impacting on the overall likability of, of your brand or your business? Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, I mean, if you don't use any of those things that we said and, and you know, your site or, 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 you know, you aren't very likable, then ultimately you're going to lose business because people don't know who you are. You know, they don't, won't know what you stand for. And if they don't like using your site, for instance, it's quite easy for them to move on to your competitor's, competitor's site. So, you know, you could lose them forever. So, yeah, I, you know, strongly recommend all of these six principles. Really, the goal is to build trust and and the ultimate goal of your website is to get sales. So by using these six principles, you're going to have a far better chance. We've got two to go, Al. An action step, I would say, is, you know, don't be afraid to reveal yourself on your website. Gone are the days of the faceless website. They used to be around and they just don't work as well as if you've got your, your face on your website. It's kind of like your your brand even just you know if you put your personality out there that's part of your brand and uh, you know it probably depends on the the you know what you're selling on your website etc but I would say that's my action step to don't be afraid to reveal yourself so whether that's a face to camera video or just sharing your opinion more um, interacting with your clients uh, prospects whatever on your Facebook etc just put yourself out there more why don't we take that a step further and, and say go to your website and find a way to inject yourself or your personality. Even if it's just a photo of yourself on the About page, mm-hmm. go and get that put up now. If you can do it yourself on your WordPress site, do it. If you can't, get your developer to do it. It's not going to take much time or money to make that happen. Exactly. Yeah. So the lesson is really to get out of your comfort zone, really. I mean, you know, hiding behind your website is something that doesn't work as well these days. So, yeah, just get out there. Awesome. That was another killer episode in in this series. Look, we do have some exciting news. We've got a killer giveaway for our audience. We are giving away the most awesome t-shirts you've ever, ever seen. (laughs) You know what, Greg, I forgot to tell you, and we probably shouldn't do this on air. We should do it off air. (laughs) In the last week, I have had four people who know nothing about me or the real magic compliment me on our t-shirts. Oh, that's cool. 
that T-shirt's getting a bit stinky because I've been wearing it too much. I might have to wash it. But, you know, seriously, though, they are very cool T-shirts. So we're giving away 10 of the Real Magic T-shirts. Now, if you want to check out uh, how awesome these T-shirts are, go to successshirt.com and you'll find the Real Magic T-shirt there in amongst a bunch of other great marketers. These are valued at $30 US each. And uh, what we want to do is give you as many chances to win one as possible. So, Greg, do you want to run through how people can get tickets in this draw? For sure, Al. So you can earn as many tickets in the draw as you want. So the first way is to subscribe to The Real Magic and you know, just go to therealmagic.com and put your email. Uh, it's uh, like at the top of the site, we have this bit where you can put your email address in to be notified when we release new episodes. Uh, that will earn you one ticket. If you leave a positive review on iTunes, you'll get five tickets, especially if it's a five-star review. And if you share this podcast on Facebook or Twitter or any social media, you'll get five tickets. But if you do that, Please send us a, a screenshot or something to, you know, to prove that you've left a comment to win at therealmagic.com to secure your ticket. So good luck. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. And we'll announce the winners at the end of this series. Fantastic, Greg. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks, buddy. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.